Welcome to another edition of Up, the Union podcast. I'm Dan Hames and this week I'm chatting with Kyle Strobel. Kyle, we've talked about the inner life of God, the life of the members of the Trinity. We've talked about our experience of God now and in the age to come. I'd like us just to think together a little bit about understanding ourselves before God. You have a book out called Beloved Dust, which is about Christian spirituality and prayer. Wonder, could you open up for us something about uh, the vision for humanity and spirituality you have in the book? Yeah, yeah. Well, the heart of the book, you know, when my I co-wrote it with my my best friend in all the world, um, Jamin Goggin, and you know, when we when we set out to write the book, we wanted to give a what is kind of Christian spirituality 101. And and ultimately, the phrase we came up with, it's being with God who's always with you. Mm. That is the foundation. That, that's what this is about. It's what does it mean to be with God who's always with you? If you think the Christian life is about being good, you will never live the Christian life. Mm. Um, because Jesus is clear, without me, you can do nothing. Abide in me, and I will abide in you, and then you will bear much fruit. It's not simply about, it's not generating a life. It's not generating goodness. It's about being with God, abiding in him. And so ultimately, all sorts of things come to the surface when we start talking about that. And and for us, one of the central ones was you have to come to know yourself. And this is, you know, there's there's not a lot of things that theologians agree upon for 2,000 years. Um, you know, I mean, we usually find a place to debate and to disagree. And But one of the most fundamental things that I see in everyone that I read is knowledge of God and knowledge of self are interconnected. John Calvin starts his institutes with it. Um, John Owen, Jonathan Edwards assumes it. Um, but so does Athanasius, right? So does Aquinas. So does Augustine. All the way back, we assume that knowledge, because of because knowledge of God is personal knowledge, you are kind of caught up in God's orbit. And so there's no way of saying something like, "Oh, you know, j- you know, God is judge." If I say something like that, I must immediately know myself as the one judged. But I think here's what here's what I think happens is that we we come to the table. And we're filled with guilt. We're filled with shame. Just like Adam and Eve were, right? Adam and Eve sinned. They do exactly what you do whenever you're filled with guilt and you shame. You hide and you cover. Adam and Eve literally did this. Now, most of us don't literally hide and cover. But if you have children, you you, you see them do this kind of things. I have, you know, my uh, my children often hide and cover by doing things they think I like to do. Mm. Um, When my daughter feels exposed in her sin... You know, she'll say something like, Daddy, do you want to talk about Jesus? Right? Because um, she doesn't want to talk about Jesus, right? That's not, she thinks Daddy likes this. So, so she's trying to get on my good side. She's trying to hide from me yeah. because she, she yeah. knows Daddy sees something I don't want him to see. And so I've got to kind of do exactly what Jesus did when, when presumably Jesus was the one that showed up in the garden, calling them out into hiding. I mean, he needs, we need to be called out before God. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think this, particularly in prayer, this 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 shows itself when when I when I talk to people about prayer, which I do, I, I I go around most of what I talk about is prayer, and you know when when I meet a lot of people in all sorts of different churches, um, all sorts of different kind of ranges of evangelicalism, and one of the things I constantly find is that no one actually prays, and I think for us one of the reasons why we we are the Bible people, and as evangelicals, of course, that's kind of how we're known, right? We're, we're, the, we're the Bible folks, right? Reading the Bible, is it's very easy to read the Bible and feel good about yourself. You can quantify it, like, look, oh, I read three chapters of something today. Yeah, I, 
I feel like I've done my task, right? Yeah. I feel like I've achieved something. And you could put it down, and you could put it down feeling like, yeah, I nailed that. Like, I understood it. I got it. Like, I feel good. No one ever leaves an hour of prayer like that. You leave an hour of prayer, you're thinking, wow, I slept for about 40 minutes of that. In the last 20, my mind wandered. Right? I mean, it's just, and, and I think what happens, you know, one of the things we see with Jesus is whenever Jesus comes in contact with people, they kind of come out of themselves. Peter declares, depart from me, for I am a sinful man. The demons, you know, tell Jesus, what do you want to know? Tell, we'll, we'll, we'll give you anything. Just don't harm us. You know, you know whatever, whatever Jesus kind of, whenever he comes into contact with someone, we see them kind of just oozing out of themselves and oftentimes saying things they might not, you know, normally say in public, right? They, they say things that are maybe embarrassing. I mean, Peter rebukes Jesus in front of all the disciples in Mark 8. And I think what happens for us is we enter into prayer. We, and in prayer, you know, we are kind of attending to God's presence, God who is with us. We're kind of being with him in that. And immediately what happens is, is your heart bleeds a bit. And for some people, they are so exhausted in life, they just go to sleep. For some others, they lust. For, for a lot of others, I think one of the things that they do is, is they feel exposed by God, just like my little girl. And so they turn to something that makes them feel powerful. And so they start to plan out their week because they feel like they can control their calendar. Mm. They start to, to kind of think about their job because particularly if they're doing well at their job because they feel powerful in it. And, and after a while of this, they realize they were supposed to be praying. And they, they say something like, I'm sorry, God, I'll do better. And this is the highest idolatry. The reason your mind and heart are doing these things is because you're in the presence of God. These are the things he wants to be with you in. Like you can't be with God unless you're the person who's angry with God. I mean, if you're angry and that's coming out of your heart, you need to be the angry person with God. And of course, the psalmists, are, which is the prayer book of the Bible, the psalms give us what it means to be with God in the truth of ourselves. And most most times when I read the Psalms, you know, my heart is going, wow, should you really be saying that to God? Mm. And it's like, well, it is the Psalm book, of the, it is the prayer book of the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> this is God's word. He's, he's giving us this, right? Yeah. But we, we get this sense of uncomfortability because what we want to project towards God is kind of a person that has it all together, but that's not who you are. If anything, what we know about ourselves is we're not that, right? We, we don't have it all together. Mm. And so I think one of the things we need to do is recognize that to, to live the Christian life is to live it in the truth of ourselves with God and all of these things. And we come back, we go, God, look at this. I can't even be with you. Look at how scattered I am. Um, you think of Mary and Martha, the great story, and Mary chose the better, better way. And, and Martha, who was, who was worried and anxious about so many things. It's like, Lord, look, look, that's my heart. I, I'm worried and I'm anxious about so many things. Help me just be with you. Um, if, if I'm kind of, you know, my mind, if, if I'm falling asleep, Lord, I am so tired. I, I am so weary. Lord, let me be with you here. Right? There's, the movement of the Christian life is always going to be in the truth of ourselves because only who you really are can be with God. God can only form the truth of you. We want God to form like our avatar, right? We, we come in prayer and we, we change our voice. We use different language. We, we do all these things to try to present a really kind of Christian person to God, a person that has their life put together. Mm -hmm. But God can't form that person because that person's pretend. We made it up. That's not who you are. 
You're the person that doesn't feel like you have it together. You're the person that doesn't want to pray. And if you do pray, oftentimes I meet people who, who love intercession, but for them, intercession is just going down a list. So now it's not, they're not even present to God in prayer. Prayer is just kind of lobbying requests to God and keeping them at arm's distance. That's not prayer. And to intercede well, you're not only being present to God, but you're present with the person in your spirit that you're interceding for. And so if I'm praying for someone who just got diagnosed with cancer, I, I to really intercede for them in my spirit, I've got to kind of experience what they're experiencing. I've got to enter into the, the lament with them. I can't just go down a list and say, check, prayed for them, prayed for them, prayed for them. That's not real prayer. That's just lobbing kind of things at a God who's distant. What, what we need to embrace is this being present to God is being called intimately into who he is. And so it, it, beloved dust casts a vision for that kind of prayer. And ultimately what it's going to try to highlight is the Christian life can be lived in the flesh rather than in the spirit. And all of us try to live the Christian life in the flesh. And we forget who we are. We forget what God has for us. And what we find is where the spirit is, there is freedom. That if we find ourselves in God, our lives are hidden with Christ in God, Paul tells us. If we find our lives in God, we find our identities in God, we find ourselves in God, and we don't have to create them, that frees us. Because now our life isn't this kind of endless attempt to be valuable, but to receive our value from God. God doesn't love us because we got our life together. God doesn't love us because we're valuable. We're valuable because God has loved us. Mm. And what we find, I think, there is, is a freedom that most modern people don't experience and don't have. And I think if we can embrace that, what we'll find is we can enter into that life of love with much greater ease than if we're spending all of our time trying to generate a person that matters. Um, and that ultimately is just simply the way of death. Mm. Well, there's lots to think about there. Thank you, Kyle, so much. Next time we're going to keep talking about prayer, particularly the subject of silent prayer. So do tune in, listen again on Up! The Union Podcast. Mm-hmm.